Hey everyone, what's going on? We're back with another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, as always, Jesse Burrell, and I'm joined by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, I have a question for you. When, you. when you eat your chicken wings, how spicy do you like that? I always just do traditional Frank's Red, and then on the mm. side, either blue cheese or ranch. Probably 60% of the time, blue cheese and 40% ranch. Well, that's not too that? It's not too bad, but we want to take things spicy. We want to go real, real spicy here today. Today on our show, we're actually going to give you some Blue Jays hot takes for the season coming up. So we're going to get our thinking caps on, and we're going to go, and we're going to see what crazy shenanigans we can come up with here. Uh, so I classify kind of our bold takes as stuff that you could see happening if a player reaches like their 95th percent uh, max projected outcome. But they probably won't happen. But there's a chance it could. I'm not going out there and saying, like, uh, Ryan Altapia is going to lead baseball in home runs. Because even if he has <laughs> the best season of his career, it's not going to happen. But these are kind of takes that I think we can get out there that could happen, even though they're not likely. I can dig it, man. That sounds great. Yeah, if Tapia did that, I don't know what kind of universe <laughs> he'd be in. Uh, there's, definitely, there's definitely some hot takes for him. Yeah. Um, certainly there's hot takes all over. This is a Jays team you can dream on. And if we hit that 95th percentile, like mm-hmm. I'm actually, you know, I've got a couple that are pretty outlandish, pretty out there, but I don't think, you know, at the grand scheme of things, I'm that far off in my mind. I'm not that far off. Yeah. We'll see. I think at the end of the season two, we'll recap on our hot takes here, see how we did. And so we can kind of reflect back and see if we were close or if we are really far off and we'll see from there. But if you guys watching at home, if you guys have any hot takes or something, leave them in the YouTube comments below. We'll make sure we comment on them, see if they're good, and we'll track those as well as we get along. Riley, you ready to go? I'm always ready to go, man. Let's hunker down and go. Yeah, let's kick us off with a banger. What is your first hot take for the 2022 season? I said it last week and maybe the week after before. My my hottest take and is Matt Chapman hits 43 home runs. Mm-hmm. I stand by that. <laughs> People might think I'm crazy. I took him third overall in my fantasy draft. I don't care. <laughs> I love the guy. He has such an incredibly high ceiling. Yep. Um, man, like, he's going to do awesome. He's been electric in spring training so far. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks incredibly healthy. And if he stays healthy, he's going to hit 43 home runs. That's my first hot take, man. I don't even think it's that hot. It's so achievable. People, <laughs> people at home might be like, oh, he's not. He had 36, you know, in 2019. Right. He hasn't even come close. But it's like, oh, man, well. You know what? This is the year. He's coming to Toronto, a hitter's ballpark. He's going to do it. 43 home runs for Matt Chapman. I think that classifies as a hot take. We've seen, I know we people have made the comparison for Matt Chapman through Josh Donaldson in a while, but Josh Donaldson's career high in home run was only 26. His first year in Toronto, he hit 41. So it's, it's there. And we've already seen the exit velocity for Matt Chapman increase already in spring training more than he hit it all last year. So I think it's really possible. Riley, I'm going to take that hot take one step further. And I'm going to say that Matt Chapman will actually lead all of baseball in home runs. This ooh. Yeah. So that's, ooh, that's a spicy a, take there for you. Too, ooh, that's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, that's, that's some Cajun right there. That's, that's pretty spicy. <laughs> now, of course, like Vladdy hit 48 last year. So 43 isn't going to do it. So if Matt Chapman's going to lead baseball in home runs, he's probably going to have to hit 45, if not more. But uh, I might gamble a little, throw some money on Vegas there. That Matt Chapman might do that at some pretty high odds. So. That's our first hot take. I think we're both excited for the Matt Chapman breakout season. I think we both see it as more likely than less likely, but we'll just have to wait and see. It'll be one of the interesting things to watch this year. Yeah, man. So pumped for it. Me too. I guess, uh, do you want to go ahead with another one or should I break you out with one of mine? Oh, I got one more that's going to, this is going to kind of domino because this is a team one. This is a okay. team. I, you sure. know, we got players. It's, it's all about, it's a team game. 
And this year, my second hot take, the Jays are going to achieve 100 wins. It's going to be their first 100 oh, win wow. season. And I, that's on a, that'll be, a, that'll lead into a lot of my next hot takes. Jesse, what's your mm-hmm. take on a hundred wins? Cause I think they can do it. Yeah. It's a little hot. It's a little spicy, but man, dream big. So I do like that. Um, I think Fangrass has us projected. I want to say for 94 wins, I could have that wrong. I'd have to go back and check that out. But last year we won 92 and the Jays were the least unclutched team in major league history. Sure. We've lost Robbie Ray. Sure. We've lost Marcus Semyon, but we've added a lot of great players here as well. So there's a real chance that we can go on and exceed those expectations. And all we need is like a better bullpen, right? And basically play at the same levels of last year. And that's without expecting Vlad to get better, uh, Bo to get better, a full season from George Springer, Matt Chapman to hit these 43 home runs that we're talking about. Like there is a real shot here that the Blue Jays could go up to win 100 wins. And it's never happened in franchise history. So I think if it can happen, that would be awesome. And it sure be hell hell of a fun season to watch. It's going to, no matter what, we get between 91 and 100 wins. It's going to be fun no matter what. But that's, that's, the, that's, that's as high as the bar goes. Man, it could totally happen. You, you know, I know the baseball is such an analytical game, man. Yep. And there's numbers that are everything. Like, how did Jesse Burrell hit on Wednesday afternoon games when the temperature was below 15 degrees? <laughs> like, things like that, man. But, like, if the stars align, dude, we can get 100 wins, mm-hmm. which, I, I won't go right into my next one. It could domino. I'll let you take another hot take. I think 100 wins is pretty spicy. Shoot me a flavor, Jesse. Yeah, I mean, the Jays have a really good hit uh, pitching staff. The Jays have a good bullpen. The Jays have a good offense. So on paper, it's all coming together. This could happen. I kind of like that one. Uh, my my hot take here isn't going to surprise – well, it might surprise some people, but you know I'm a big Yusei Kikuchi guy. I love what they're doing to the kid. I really see the talent in this guy. So I'm going to throw out my take here is that Yusei Kikuchi will lead the Toronto Blue Jays in strikeouts this season. Now, you might think that's crazy, but last year, I also said Robbie Ray was going to lead this team in strikeouts this year. And not only did he lead the Blue Jays, he led all of baseball in strikeouts. Well, uh, the American League, at least. He led the American League in strikeouts. So there's a chance here. We've talked about Kikuchi in some of our previous episodes, but we've seen how nasty those individual sl- uh, pitches are and how his slider compares to Jacob deGrom, Garrett Cole, and Joe Musgrove. Plus, if he does get that velocity bump that we saw reported earlier in the year, I think it could happen. Here's how the five Blue Jays pitchers did some strikeouts last year. Manoa threw 127. Now, okay, he didn't come up until June, right? So that makes sense. He could go up. Ryu, not really much of a strikeout guy, threw 143. Kikuchi was at 163. And then we had Burrios, Burrios and Gosman over 200 at 204 and 227 apiece. So if you say Kikuchi, you go a little deeper into the games and start – putting together all this talent that he has, I really think he could be up there in terms of strikeouts for the Blue Jays this year. I absolutely believe it, man. That velocity has gone up mm-hmm. um, and that's going to create a lot of things. And even if he doesn't, um, I'll one up you. I don't have an exact number, mm-hmm. but I would be surprised to see um, a sub 3.5 ERA at a Kikuchi as another hot take to add on to that. Not saying sub three, but I'm saying below 3.5, which I still think is a pretty hot take in a very hitters friendly American League East. It's a chance, but do you think you say Kikuchi? If I threw out this is an official hot take, but if I threw this out at you, yeah. do you think you say Kikuchi could be the second best starter in this rotation? Like if he finished the year number two? So I, yeah, I think it's very possible. I think um, I have, yeah. 
I don't dislike any of the pitchers. I, I on Twitter, I kind of ranked how I think the guys are going to finish. Yeah. Um, and I had Gosman and Ryu at the bottom. Not oh, necessarily wow. they're going to have bad year. I anticipate a good year from Kikuchi. I anticipate a really good year. Um, the leading the Jays and strikeouts would be, I think, I don't even like it's 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 definitely achievable, man. Like he's he's working on it. Uh, he's working with um like a really good staff, man. He's going to develop some better pitching this year. Like it's just it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The only way Kikuchi finishes second best in this rotation is if we get an injury or we get down years. Say Manoa has a sophomore slump, or say Ryu just doesn't find it, or Gosman struggles coming back to the American League, or Barrios loses it for something. I don't know, but I don't think it's going to happen. But there is a realistic chance that Kikuchi could be that good and that it does happen this year. Yeah, and I don't see Barrios getting. Uh, uh, t- uh, hey, he's first of all, um, he's our opening day starter as of today, Jose yeah. Barrios, which is awesome. He's the guy I wanted, and I'll I'll say it right now. In that one episode that we did on projecting, you had Kevin Gosman listed first, and on mine, yeah. I just adapted to it. I flipped about two two pages uh, through because I had Barrios number one, and he's starting. And another hot take with that. Yep. is Brios 20 wins this year. 20 wins, wow. 20 wins for Brios. That kind of goes in. If 100-win team, Brios 20 wins. I don't hate it because he's good and he's going to pitch deep into games. And this Blue Jays offense is going to be so good that they should give, even if he doesn't pitch his best every game, like this offense is so good, it should give Jose Brios a chance to get wins every time he comes out. So, yeah, I don't hate it. Who was their last 20-game winner, Riley? Like, do you have that off the top of your head? Like, I don't know, Doc. Like, that's if if I'm to say any pitcher with 20 wins for the Jays, like uh, the only guys that come to mind are really Steve and Halliday. And I don't Ooh. even know. It, I think Jay, I think Jay Hat might have done it in uh oh. in 2015 or 2016. Shout out Canadian. All right. Oh, good for him. Well, that one escaped me, but um I'm sure with um I'm sure if you really looked in the deep analytics, it was done with a lot of run support. Oh, it sure was. <laughs> and I believe the same thing will happen. I, I think Barrios is, is going to get the run support. I think every Jays pitcher is. I think the offense is too good not to. But, yeah, 20 wins Barrios, man. So let me touch on that offense then that we said that we thought was going to be some of the best in baseball. My next hot take here is that there will be a Toronto Blue Jay that goes on a 30-plus game hit streak this season. So to give you a little context, the Blue Jays have never in their history had a player go on a 30-game hit streak. The longest we've ever had was Sean Green, who hit safely in 28 straight games in 1999. To put that into retrospect, the longest hit streak the Blue Jays had last year was Vladdy, who did it safely in only 14 games. So I think the stars kind of align this year. We find a way we get a player who can get to 30 games. Do you have any player attached to that, Jesse Burrell? So I think the smart choice is probably go with Vladdy, right? But I yeah. think Bo Bichette might be a really good choice because he doesn't take his walks that much. He's going up there swinging. And plus, yeah. if he's hitting at the top of this order, there's more chances he'll get five at-bats a game to get one through. But a sleeper candidate for you, for a guy who could go on a 30-game hit streak, is Alejandro Kirk. Because he mm-hmm. is very, very good at putting bat on ball. It doesn't strike out that much. And if he's going to be the full-time DH on this team, he's going to get us at-bats. And he's just the type of guy I could see just going one for four every day yeah. for a month. And Alejandro Kirk could be a sneaky guy to get. And if his if his BABIP is high, like he mm-hmm. could do it, dude. It, uh, like we know he can get the ball down. His 
He's he's very he's very strong. He's got a good he's got he's he's a good center of gravity, which is a nice way to say he's short and stocky. Yep. And he's a good he's a good hitter. He's a selective hitter. Um, and speaking of selective hitters, that brings me into my next one. Yeah. And and um, you know you might want to get some ranch dressing out for this one. <laughs> um, because I have uh, that Kevin Biggio finishes top of the American League in base on balls. Oh, okay. And it was what he was projected to do coming up. He's supposed to be this real selective hitter. Yeah. And it, it's it's very achievable, man. He has that potential. He has that potential um, to, to do something like that. If anyone's going to do it, it ain't going to be Bo. Certainly Vlad could be up there too. But if, yeah. if Kevin Biggio is an everyday player this year, he has the, the chance. There's, there is this chance. That he will lead. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying National League because I don't know what's out there. I'll just say American League base okay. on ball leader as a hitter. God, it's going to be tough for Kevin Bisio to do that because not only that, like he's got to be more selective and more patient, but he's also going to have to punish the pitches that do go in the zone. Now we've seen him do this in his rookie year. He was really good at this. He was taking his walks and then he was hitting those pitches. But he's got to make pitchers scared of throwing him strikes. So he throws more balls, and so that Vigio, who's got a very good selective eye, can take, lay those off and get and get there. I like the take, Riley. That's spicy. I think I do need some ranch uh, dressing with that. Yeah, I told, I told, I told you, man. It's it's but you know what? I know it, it might not be a popular one because people people don't seem to be the biggest Cavan guys out there, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, I real this is his turnaround year, man. I really I'm sticking to it when I say this is his make or break year. And if he pulls something like that out of his hat. Godspeed. That's just, that'd be great. This isn't a official hot take, but I, I've kind of just thought of it now and I'm going to throw it at you. What if the platoon of Santiago Espinal and Kevin Biggio finishes with a higher OPS than Jose Ramirez this year? What if? Yeah. Do you think like there's a chance in the 95th percentile of the world that happening? I mean, Jose Ramirez is excellent. Don't get me wrong. We've mentioned oh, yeah. that episode before. He's probably one of the top five third basemen, if not the best third baseman in baseball. Yeah. But, if we get the right-handed hitting Espinal, who has looked great this spring, by the way, and then if Kevin Biggio can bounce back, become this walk monster that you had mentioned before, yeah, is there a chance that collectively the two of them have a higher OPS than Jose Ramirez? You, you, just so I'm clear, you said OPS, not OBP. Yeah, OPS. So Holy moly! I know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Someone's some, but and you're, the average between the two of them, you'd have to get some huge power numbers, like to even come close to that number. Like Espinal's got to be probably an eighteen home run hitter to twenty, um, yeah. and same with Biggio. Like they're gonna have to 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 achieve, uh, to achieve that. It'll be amazing. It's even as not a, gonna happen. But... Even as a tandem, no, for sure. But the, yeah. hypothetically, um, if if both of them work to increase their power numbers, um, and just hit well, if this Jays team is to just bat around, bat around, bat around, it's very achievable. And mm-hmm. also, I gotta say, you know, I don't want it for him, but Ramirez would have to have a pretty lucrative season. We'll see. I don't know. That's not an official take, but let's go that in the memory banks. Let's watch that as the season goes on here. Oh, I've, I'll be watching it, man. I'll back the truck on a lot of these tapes and come when we come back here. <laughs> I'll be looking at this in, in June and, um, and seeing how it progresses, right? Oh, I bet you these are going to look probably even a month into the season. Some of these takes are going to look terrible, but hey, they're fun. Well, you, know, some of, you know, some of them, just like, I mean, the, you see, 
you say Kikuchi and I say Chapman and we mm-hmm. look like geniuses. So I think one video of us screwing up some statistics a couple of <laughs> times isn't going to, isn't going to be, isn't the worst thing in the world, man. We already look like fortune tellers for two weeks in a row. There you go. All right. So do you want to go with next with another one or should I throw you one of mine? <clears throat> uh, you throw me mine and I'll try and, and I'll try and tie mine in with it and it'll just domino from there. All right, this is my favorite one. This prediction, I think, it probably isn't going to come true, but I'd love to see it if it happens, and I want to be us to be on record that when it does happen. Okay, wish upon a star, Jesse. I think that Vlad Jr. will set the record for StatCast's hardest-hit baseball ever this season. Now, to put some context onto this for you, yeah, yeah. Uh, StatCast has only been around since 2015, so we only have the data from then to now. Uh, Vladdy's hardest hit ball was 118.9 miles per hour, which he hit in 2019. And we've always seen these great, even throughout his minors, Vladdy has always put up these elite, elite exit velocity numbers. We've seen him just hit rockets. Now, the record currently is Giancarlo Stanton, who just last year hit one 122.2 miles per hour, which actually he hit into a double play. He hit it right up Whittenberry Field. And that's wow. a rocket. You got a field there. But Vladdy's only going to hit a ball, what, 3.5 miles per hour harder? And he already looks like he's in better shape. Vladdy's still really young. This is the year. At some point this summer, Vladdy is going to hit a ball that goes faster than 122.2 miles per hour. I can't wait to see it. I'll buy. I'll buy that take mm-hmm. and um, and uh, and raise you because I think that what, – like, what is humanly possible to hit a baseball? I mean, look at the stature of John Carlos Stanton. It's not impossible. So yep. pound for pound for pound – um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. could go down as like pound for pound the hardest hitter in Major League history already. Right. I mean, I know he shaved some weight, but Stanton, because of his height, he has that extra weight, anyways. I think he's probably what around between 260 to 270. Couldn't tell you, he's a big guy though, big strong. He's huge, he's a monster, man. I mean, Vlad's a monster, but it's the stature, like he's he's more so average among first basemen in, in the major league in the major leagues. Um, yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy that. I'll buy that one hard. Cause I would love to see it too. And I certainly hope it wouldn't go for a, a ground ball. <laughs> oh yeah. We want a rocket, like put one into the fifth deck at Rogers center, 122 miles per hour. And yeah. I will like, I will show that home run on my wedding day or something for goodness sake. Like that would be a rocket. Can't wait to get that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dad, that's got, got another that's, one for you, Riley. Shoot the other one. All right. This will be the year. The Blue Jays finally get another pitcher to throw a no-hitter. Okay. We've only had one in our career, and it was Dave Steve back in the 90s. And mm-hmm. we've had guys come close. We've seen Marco Estrada take back-to-back starts into the ninth in 2015. We saw Brandon Morrow become one out away in 2010, with, which might, might be one of the best pitching performances in Blue Jays history. And I think this is it. We've waited years and years and years, and it hasn't happened. I think this is the season, especially with the amount of no-hitters across the major leagues going up over the past few years. I think this is the year it's the Blue Jays' turn. We finally got one. Who's doing it? And you can only say one name. You can only can say only... one You can only okay. say one name. You can only say one name. Who's doing it? Alec Manoa. I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it, Manoa. That would be, that would be just freaking spectacular. Any no hitter would be great, but sophomore sophomore season Manoa comes down and throws a no hitter in Rogers Center. Maybe I don't know anywhere he could throw it. I wouldn't care, but that just would be amazing. It'd be better to do it at home, do it in front of the home fans, right? Oh, everything's be- everything's better to do at home. Mm-hmm. 
I do have a couple dark horse names, including Nate Pearson, but let's go with Alec Manoa as the official answer. Let's let's He's just stick out. with let's okay. just stick with Manoa, Jesse. Yeah, I like that. Uh, do you have another one for me, or should I shoot with another one? I've got a bunch. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll, I mean, we've been. Let's dial down the spice just just a little <laughs> bit. Um, I have that at the catcher position at okay. the starting catcher position this year. The Blue Jays catchers will hit the most combined home runs in the major leagues. Oh, so out of any catcher group throughout if every other any, any catcher group, it could be Reese, could be Jansen, could be Kirk. Yeah. Starting catcher leads the league in home runs. You know, Salvador Perez in Kansas City hit 48 home runs last year. I know what Salvador, you don't need to tell me what Sal Perez did, man. I know what Sal Perez did. But you know what? It's going to be a combined effort. That's why I said, I didn't say Kirk. I think that if you combine these guys with the potential that they have, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Jansen's no young spring chicken anymore. Yeah. Um, but he can hit. Reese can still hit. And Kirk, Kirk's, Kirk's going to hit this year. Kirk is going to hit this year, man. He's going to pound the baseball. You know what, Riley? I kind of like that take. The big competition is probably going to be Will Smith out in L.A. He has money grand yeah. out of the White Sox. And then JT Real Mucho, I guess. I feel like we're yeah. missing an obvious one here, but well, so you said Sal. There's um, right. Actually, well, we're actually in an era where the catcher um, is a is a power hitters for a lot of teams. Where traditionally the catcher hitting five home runs a season is considered above replacement. Right, but there is but, some real helium here. We saw Danny Jansen down the stretch last year really turn it on, and he started hitting to his pull side. He's even talked about this spring learning from Marcus Semien to try to pull the baseball to hit more power. So all Danny Jansen has to do is hit 15 home runs. We know Kirk's probably going to hit another 15. Reese McGuire literally just needs maybe five. And I like that take because the Jays have number one pitch or number one prospect is Gabriel Moreno, who is the catcher. And if he's up here after the trade deadline or midway through the season and he goes on a tear, hits 10, 15 home runs from the catcher position, then you're laughing. The Blue Jays, yeah, are probably going to lead baseball in home runs from the catcher's position. I can very well see it. I love the buy-in on that, Jesse, man. I just – I threw a line out to you, and I I freaking, <laughs> I freaking hooked you with that one. I'm glad you like that one. You better hook me in with your next one too, Jesse. Ooh, my next one. All right, this one is a little tough, but the All-Star game this year is going to be out in L.A. where the Dodgers yeah. play, and we've already seen the Dodgers field basically an All-Star team with them getting Freddie Freeman and to go along with Max Muncy and all these other guys they have. But my hot take for this year – is that the Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays, are going to send eight or more players to the All-Star game this season. I'm on board with that, man. And I don't even need you to ask me to name them because <laughs> there is a com- there is a combination of eight players. You could do it in different ways, man. Um, you know, you could do it with – you could almost do it with eight. You won't have it. You could do it with eight position players. You could do it with four and four, four pitchers, four position players. Like, there is that chance. I'll buy that. Last year, the Blue Jays only had four. It was Vlad, Bo, Marcus Semien, and Teoscar Hernandez. So yeah. let's assume that Vlad, Bo, and Teoscar get there again, which barring an injury or something crazy happened, they're going to put up all-star level performance, right? Yeah. you got to think if George Springer is playing like George Springer did in the second half, he's going to be an all-star. And we yeah. haven't even talked about if Matt Chapman's going to hit 43 home runs, then a bunch of them are going to come in the first half. He'll probably be an all-star. I'll just t- I'll tell you right now, Jesse Burrell, that um, it's an, an, another unofficial hot take. Matt yeah. Chapman is going to be an all-star this year. Yeah, it's not his sure. performance isn't coming from the second half of the year. It's it's a full 162 effort. Even he probably won't play 162 games, but it is a full season effort. Chapman's Chapman's on that list. 
Barrios is on that list. Vlad Boer on that list. And then, you know, whoever you want, um, you fill in the rest. Uh, why don't you? But, but like, you know, we, there's a combination out there. You could work a combination so many different ways with the players we have. And we haven't even talked about the pitching staff. Like Kevin Gosman was an all-star last year. If he comes over here and he shoves, he could do it. Uh, Alec Manoa, who was great in his rookie season coming up. All he has to do is basically repeat what he did there. He could be an all-star. Jose Barrios, who we've got for seven years, who was probably our ace, could be an all-star. And if this team's going to win a bunch of games, you got to imagine Jordan Romano's there closing them out, getting a bunch of saves. He could be there. And let's not forget, we just talked about the catchers. If Danny Jansen or Alejandro Kirk are helped leading catchers in home runs, there aren't that many elite catchers in the American League. So just by a process there, one of our catchers could be an all-star. There's so much potential for how good this team could be that we could literally litter Dodger Stadium this summer with all-stars from the Toronto Blue Jays. I, I'm feeling it, man. I have a, I have a strong feeling about, about a hefty amount of all-stars this year. Eight. Mm-hmm. I'll buy, I'll buy your take with eight. If it's one or two less, you're pretty close with your take. Six all-stars, seven all-stars, eight all-stars. No, that's in this, that's in the category of, holy cow, the Jays have an elite team to bring the, that many people to, to the all-star game. Yeah, I mean, the smart money is to probably take the under, but I can see a very realistic situation where there's eight or more guys that end up going there. Yeah. So I got another one for you. Yeah, what's your other one? Blue Jays offense. Oh, I think oh. the Toronto Blue Jays, not only will their offense be really good, I think they're going to strike out the fewest amount than any other team Ooh. in the American League this year. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. Now, now I do have some data. I'm pondering that one. Yeah. So let me spit out my data here before you uh, before you make your take here. Okay. Last year, the Toronto Blue Jays finished with a 20.1 K percentage in 2021, which was top five in the American League. I think only maybe Houston and maybe the Yankees. I don't know, maybe not the Yankees, but I know Houston was above Toronto. And the Jays have really built their team around these guys who have really good bat to ball skills. Bo Bichette is really good at putting bat on ball. Alejandro Kirk, as we mentioned, is really good at putting bat on ball. Same with Vlad, George Springer even. Yeah, he has some swing in this, but he's really good. But the main reason I think this is because the Blue Jays have led baseball last year in first pitch swing rate and swinging at strikes when they appear in the strike zone. So if the pitchers are going to throw a strike to them, the Blue Jays are probably going to swing. And if they're swing, it's either going to be a hit or it's going to be out. And it's, it's much less likely that they're going to be a strikeout. Plus guys like Rommel Tapia at the end of the bench should help. And Josh Palacios or, you know, any of these guys end up being a bench guy. The only thing that worries me is if Matt Chapman does have a 35% strikeout rate, which you and I both don't think is going to happen. But if it does, that could bring that down. But yeah, best in the AL at fewest strikeout percentage for our batters. Uh, I'm... I'm I'm with that's a hopeful one, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm less I'm less hot about that. Like it's a hot take. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm less hot about the uh, the specifics of it because um, I wouldn't care if we had a higher strikeout rate because of the amount of home runs I know we're gonna hit. Do you want to know how many home runs we're gonna hit this year, Jesse? Ooh, as a team. Ooh. Well, I won't give you a number, but we're definitely gonna have the most home runs in the Major League Baseball this year. Yeah, I don't hate that. Jays no, have done that in the past, and they could do it again. Well, we're do- we're doing it this year, man, and that's going to be led by three Jays players hitting forty home runs. Ooh, Jays haven't done that since uh, I think it was the twenty fifteen year when Donaldson, Edwin, and Batista all did it. Yeah, and well, it's it's bound to happen again. Um, and if you, I can you get? Well, I'll just tell you the players who are going to do it. Probably no surprise. 
my guy Matt Chapman. Yeah, Vladdy's yeah. gonna do it. Vladdy's gonna do it. Tay Oscar Hernandez is oh. gonna do it. Teo's gonna hit. Teo's gonna have a forty home run year. Okay, I don't hate that. I can see George Springer doing it too because he only played seventy eight games last year and hit twenty two. So all you gotta do yeah. is double that. He hits forty four, and George Springer's there as well. So there's yeah, I kind of like that one. That could happen. Oh yeah. Oh certainly, man. That's that's it's it's an inevitable thing that we're gonna hit home runs this year. It's just it's not a matter of is it gonna. Ha- it's just when it's gonna happen. And we're making the Blue Jays sound like they're the best team ever, right? We're giving all wow. these positive takes, the max extreme upside that this can happen. Of course, they're not all going to happen here, right? And but well, of course no, not. Yeah, it's no fun to talk about the bad ones. Like we don't want to say a player is going to get injured and lose half the season, right? And then that goes down from there. Um, Riley, I have two more. I have, I have one more. It's more of a, um, it's far, it's a far fetched one. You go, I'll go, and then you finish up your last one. Yeah, mine's just – it's very basic, and it's going to be – the Blue Jays are going to add another high-impact piece of the trade deadline. I don't think that's very bold. You knew this team was going to be good. We're probably going to be buyers at the deadline. Whether we do end up getting our Jose Ramirez then, um, but some guys I want to keep an eye on for who the Blue Jays could acquire at the trade deadline. If Chris Sale just sinks it up in Boston and they want to trade him in the division, I could see the Jays trying to get him. Uh, Keep an eye on Whit Merrifield in Kansas City. If they're still rebuilding there, the Jays can store him up at second base. Uh, Aaron Nola, if he turns down his option to Philly. And if the Brewers don't perform up to expectations, keep an eye on Josh Hader. I can see the Blue Jays trying to make a good play on him. Wow. Let's follow these things. I think it's going to be that type of range of player that the Blue Jays look to acquire at the trade deadline this year. Man, Josh Hader. I don't hater it. (laughs) For sure. Oh, man, he's the best best lefty arm in a bullpen in today's game. That would be... That would be just exceptional. Oh my god! Um, my, my last one is 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 a pretty fun one because um, yeah. I have the Jays turning two count them two around the horn triple plays triple this plays. year wow. with a r- runner on first, runner on second. We saw the ground ball rate. I'm gonna say it's probably gonna come from Kikuchi okay. or Ryu. Yeah. Ground ball, Chapman step on the base. Throw to second baseman, whether that be Espinal, Cavan, or if Bo's covering the bag or whatever. Yeah. On to Vladdy on first. Count him two triple plays this year, starting from your man Chapman to the middle infield, finishes off Vladdy first base. I think I like your call with Hunjin Ryu being a pitcher on the mound that does that because we've seen he can give up, say, maybe two cheap singles. And we saw the spray chart when we talked about the Matt Chapman trade acquisition that he induces more ground balls to third base than any other batter. So just in terms of statistics, Ryu's got to be the most likely one for this to happen. And we've I said seen- Ryu, Ryu and Kikuchi, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm more leaning towards Ryu for sure. Um, the exit velocity of the ball. This is so when I dreamt this this up because I I think it's gonna it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. I I have it happened twice. I envision a a slow right handed power bat coming to the plate with guys who are a little bit sluggish. Like it's, you you don't turn triple plays with quick guys on the base pass. I just want to make right. that. <laughs> Very clear. You know, these aren't these aren't burners on base when this happens. But how often do you see a triple play in baseball? Not that often. So I say two this year with the incredible infield that we got. Right. Like Mike Zanino of the Rays or something comes down and tries to get a hit, or one of the yeah. Baltimore guys come in there. So I can see it happening. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. The, the Jays hit into what? Two triple plays last year, maybe three? We hit into a few. I know that. So it's very possible that we've seen it. And yeah, hopefully yeah. the Jays are on the better end of uh, doing that this year. Yeah. I, 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 I'm banking on it. I'm buying my own take. 
Riley, I've got the hottest of hot takes here, which could realistically happen, but I think it would be one that you and I would both want to see, plus everyone watching here, is that yes. the Blue Jays are just going to be World Series champions. This is it. This team has the talent. All the pieces are here. We've got good hitters in the prime of their careers. We've got the free agent acquisitions to go. We probably make a trade at the deadline. Like our depth one through five is good. We've seen the bullpen arms. They have different looks from different sides. And yes, once you get into the playoffs, it's random. Anything can happen. But this might be the most excited we've been for a Blue Jays team since maybe the 2015, 2016 offense or offseason. And this team looks like it's probably going to be even better than that. And they went to the ALCS that year. So yeah. I think there's a realistic chance, probably better than the Jays have had since the early 90s, that this team might actually go and win a World Series this year. We have a t- I, I'll say it now. We have a team I believe is better than um, 2015. Yeah. I, I, really think our, I really think our young guys, yes, our acquisitions were great. Um, but when Springer came here, that was huge. We have George Springer. He's going to – he's just – he's just – He's not your typical leadoff guy. Um, He's a he's a a master. He's great. Um, You put Bo there. You put Vlad there. Lourdes, Teoscar, like our core guys are huge. They're going to have a monster year this year. You look at getting Kikuchi. Look at getting Gosman. They are going to be like you know above two and a half WAR pitchers. Like they're gonna like they're gonna be way above average. Like our pitching is probably the best that a lot of people have ever seen it. I believe because in 2015, I don't, I don't believe yes. Sanchez had a three ERA, but he almost got lucky that year. Dickie was coming out of his prime. He was just, people didn't see the knuckleball. We're now dealing with just hard throwing pitchers. We got crafty lefties on this team. Mm -hmm. Like we got a unique spread of relievers, as you said, and we got guys who could just hit, the baseball and hit the baseball hard far and hit the baseball hard. Like I said, to add on to your world series thing, we're going to lead the majors in home runs this year as a combined team. We're going to do it with three guys having 40 plus home run seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I mean, don't, don't sell, don't sell yourself short on that hot take, man. It's totally, it's totally achievable. And if this leads to a hundred win like record for this team, right? Like we've got George Springer playing healthy up the middle. You know, Danny Jansen plays good defense behind the plate. Yeah. Bobachet isn't the best, but he's fine at shortstop. And if we, if Santiago Espinal plays good defense at second, like we've got good defense up the middle too. And we can pitch, we can hit, we can play defense, we can run. That's the four things you need to make your team world series caliber. And the Jays have that on paper this year. So Buckle up, Riley. I think this could be a fun season and a fun ride through October. Yeah, man. I We got 162 games down. We'll be at the first one. I'm sure we'll go to a lot more, man. Mm-hmm. It's 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 going to be an awesome year, dude. Yeah, it, it rivals the 2015 team. It rivals the 90s teams, the early 90s teams, man. Like, it's I, – I believe it's the best pitching we've ever had as a unit. Mm-hmm. Like, five starters. We have our five starters. Our bullpen's got to perform, and our, we're going to mash his hitters. Like, we're going to accumulate just the monster amount of runs. I wouldn't be surprised to see a handful of 10-plus, 10-run-plus games this year. It's oh. like, it's just, it's not a matter of, you know, is, is it going to happen? It's when is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Buckle up. Riley, that's all I got for takes. Do you got any more to round it out? Or? Uh, no, man, I'm full. Yeah. <laughs> we gave you a nice spicy meal there, spicier than curry or spicier than a Will Smith slap at the Oscars there. It's uh it was a good take there. And um yeah, I'm excited to see what this season comes up. Did you want to touch on the Dexter Fowler signing that we did there? 
Yeah, I mean, another fun veteran guy just uh, uh, that's going to patrol the outfield for us um, gives us options. I mean, I definitely don't hate it. He's not going to be a guy we center anything around, but an above-average defender, I don't know how his foot speed is now. Is he still kind of still there for his feet? Well, he's 36 years old, and he's coming off an ACL surgery, so even then you might think it'd not be there. But he was a speed power guy coming out through his career there, so... Yeah, it's possible. To me, this is just outfield depth, right? Like, I don't know if he has to be on the 40-man roster or not, but if you can get away sending him down to Buffalo and there ever is an injury, especially the thing with Fowler is he could play center fielder. And then when we traded Randall Grichik away, yes, Tapia could cover, but he's not amazing at defense where if Dexter Fowler is good and he's hitting, he could play as a serviceable center field for this team. So I think that's all all it was. He's a left-handed hitter, which we said the Blue Jays need. I don't I don't have a lot to add about Dexter Fowler. He's not going 30-30 or anything. I don't think he's going to get a ton of at-bats. He's, I don't know. He's comparable to Josh Palacios in my, in my thoughts there, except he's yeah. a better center. So. Yeah. And I, and you know what? I, at the end of the day, I do like it to, to give it to the young guys. I've, that being said, when a veteran is a, is a, you know, at playing at an all-star level, I'd never let a, a young guy take his spot, but I think Fowler's past his prime. Um, and he's just going to be a replacement level guy for us, hopefully to sub in for, you know, an inning here, an inning there, and in the outfield, and you know, maybe gets if his if his if his legs are there, then let him pinch run a couple times. I don't think we're that's going to see a lot of that this year. But if there is ever a case, if there ever is a scenario where we could use an extra foul in our game, I'm sure Montoya will incorporate him. Yeah, and that's really all I have to add on him. It'll he'll get some at bats. We'll talk about him throughout the course of the season. I'm sure. Uh, Riley, we had some news around Major League Baseball. You wanted to give your bud shout out to a couple players. Yeah, this buds for you guys. This guy, this buds for you guys. You brought back my childhood a little bit. <laughs> the Kansas City Royals brought back Zach Grant, Zach yeah. Granke. Love to see it, man. Um, pitched uh, was I think from two, early two thousand to twenty eleven. Zach Granke yeah. was uh, my favorite Royal. Um, <clears throat> loving a good young pitcher like that, and then baseball's current home run leader Albert Pujols goes back to where it all began for the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I love that man. He's with Wayne Wright and he's with Yachty. He's with yep. his boys. I love to see him for Pujols, man. Uh, a good buddy of mine. I have a message him. I will after the show. Uh, grew up loving the Cardinals on what was what yep. was undoubtedly one of the best National League teams of you know the early 2000s. I mean, you can't beat it, man. I'm rooting for Pujols to hit 700 home runs. Don't know what the number is. It's between 20 and 30, I believe, somewhere around there. It'd be a good season um, if he gets there. Holy cow! Let's see it, man. I mean, when was the last time we saw 700? A Rod didn't. A Rod finished with 696. I'd love to see Pujols at least beat A Rod's mark. I'm with you there. Screw that guy. Yeah. We don't like A-Rod around here. No, the, well, I think the, the, the episode where I was bashing the Yankees, I think that the viewers did like really got down the, <laughs> yeah, you know what, it's, we're, let's, let's, let's root for the Jays. We don't pick on the, the Baltimore Orioles though. That's one thing we won't do here. That's like going into a hospital and making fun of a sick person. I yeah, don't, don't, don't take, don't take a, ch- don't pick on the weak. You pick on the strong. You take, mm. take a chunk out of the Sox or the, or the Yankees. I don't know. We'll see. The nice thing about the Cardinals signing Albert Pools again is that if this is indeed Yadier Molina's last season and this is Albert Pools' last season, they'll be on the Hall of Fame ballot together, and that they're both probably first ballot Hall of Famers. They're, right? they're going so, in together. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I sorry, Adam Wayne. Right, you had a, like a good career and everything like that, but like it's uh, Pujols and, and Yadier, man. Like Yadier Molina 
I'm, I'm not a real catcher position analytics guy, but I know for a fact that he has like maybe the best defensive stats of all time. If you were mm-hmm. to really dive deep into it. And the and bat Pujols, wasn't bad either. And the bat wasn't bad. And then just look at Pujols, man. Like he's like, I've seen more. I've been alive for more Albert Pujols home runs than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just a hard fact right there. Going back to my date of birth, and Pujols didn't even start playing until 2001. I've been alive for more Pujols home runs than anyone else. And hopefully we're not done seeing some Albert Pujols home runs here. Just, but, not, uh, against the, just <laughs> not against the Jays, eh, in those sure, interleague yeah. games. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for our episode here today. We talked about a lot of hot takes here. Obviously, these things aren't going to happen, but we think we gave you a nice realistic shot if things go really well for this players or this teams, that these things could happen. And plus, they're going to be fun storylines to watch for throughout the course of the season. The season is long. We're going to be here every step of the way, right? So if you have these little segments and stuff you can root for, I think that really helps the viewership experience. Uh, next week on our show, because Riley, we're one week away from the season being here. Like We're going to have Major League Baseball games one week from today. We so, are we are locked in, dude. And yeah. we're going next Friday. We're going we're going to the Rogers Center, man. Let's yeah. go. Oh, I can't wait. So next week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, we're gonna do our official Blue Jays season preview. We're gonna touch on most of the guys, we're gonna touch on the storylines, what to expect from each of these players. And yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna buckle up, and then we'll be into game previews and game recaps. So I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel. We're gonna be with you all summer long. We're passionate Blue Jays fans, just like you guys are. So hang around with us all summer. It's going to be so much fun. Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here? Yeah, good luck in your fantasy draft tonight. Uh, it's, it's officially at, the, at this point, it's 6.37 p.m. Yep. on Thursday. Your draft is in an hour and 23 minutes. Um, remember to take Matt Chapman before <laughs> 50th overall. You don't want to miss on him, man. He's a hot third baseman. And you have another a couple guys you were t- led me to believe in the pitching category. Mm-hmm. I took your advice on a couple of them. Yeah. Um, and we'll call I'll try and help you if I can, but I think you have like I think you have your guys seated the way you want. But I'm telling you, you gotta pick Matt Chapman, man. <laughs> he's gonna hit 43 home runs this year. It'd be very on brand for the show, right? If we do that. Very on brand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so good night, everyone. Again, make sure you like and subscribe, and we'll see you early next week. Thanks, guys.